0: And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan C.S., the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James C.S., the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros.
1: Welcome to Everybody. a Umbo Business Bros and Energy. What's going on, everyone? We're ready to rock and roll today. So Brian hit me up. He's like, dude, I'm bored. I got quarantined. I'm like, me too. Bro, He's like, hey, check it out. So uh, day
2: what of quarantine? Who knows? So I we this park with my imaginary friends. And turns out, dude, they're freaking huge. They've grown so much. <laughs> you haven't talked to them in many, many years? Nah, bro. It's been a lot of years. Trust me when I say that. Is that one of you, you behind you right up. there?
1: The little fuzzy guy right there in the corner? Yeah, it's right here. This guy right here. This guy right here. You can't see them, but I can. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, so what's, what's up, man? dude? I uh, I've been watching uh, some of Andy's um vlogs that he's been doing. Yeah, Andy's on, on on a good one, man. You guys, I guess
2: it's the bonus, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know what, what it is, is dude. Up another level.
1: Fire. Yeah. So I, know. Uh, I I saw your office got extra extra screens. You guys are all hooked up in there. Yeah.
2: So we got extra screens, but we are not even in there. So they're literally just waiting for us till we get back. But you know, luckily enough, we're able to work from home, and uh, we're still able to you know maneuver around and do everything that we need to. Um it kind of sucks. Some people aren't in the same uh, you know, predicament, but you know, we make the best out of it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it kind of sucks when when you can't work from home. Dude, and and here's the thing, like for me, you guys are 1099 people, right? Yeah, so like you don't work, you don't, don't close, I, I you don't that, get paid. That
2: stimulus check that uh that stimulus, yeah. We don't get none of that, guys.
1: Yeah, dude, that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be tough. What but what's I mean, the what's the sensation right now when you're talking to clients? Like what, what's the feeling? So, I mean, there's a lot of like stuff going on in the air. And what I, I base myself a lot of is people go after the
2: headlines. So they're going to read headlines, headlines, headlines everywhere, all over the place. Every day is something new, but it's our imp- it's our job right now more than ever to be able to stay closer to our clients and, you know, be able to be that resource for them, you know, letting them know in the front lines what really is happening, you know, because like I said, you get distracted by one thing, your DI, your uncle, someone says something and now your mind's somewhere else. So what we've been doing is we've been very proactive and staying very close to our clients by sending them email texts, emails, texts, videos, anything to just keep, you know, keep that conversation and that flow going because once they don't hear from us bro it's like yo what's going on and we're supposed to be their you know their guiders in that aspect
1: isn't it crazy how like in a matter of like two to three weeks bro like nobody knows how to use zoom video or, bro, or now, a new I mean, video chat now everyone no, does it
2: You know, it's crazy because like we'll go there's uh there's uh there's this quote that it goes uh, you know there'll be decades where nothing happens and then there's weeks where decades happen And that's literally (laughs) what we've been going through right now. Like everything, every day, something new. You never know.
1: Dude, I I was, I was, uh, yesterday I was talking to a couple different teachers because school's closed, right? So for the rest of the year, what the heck? Yeah. So dude, nuts. Okay. So this is, this is the update that we got. Um, school's closed indefinitely, which means they don't know if it's coming back. It's probably not going to come back for the rest of the semester. For the rest of the semester, it looks like it's not going to come back. So um, they're preparing the teachers for like, they have distance, distant, uh, learning they're calling it. So like, you know, social right. distancing, same type of thing. Basically yeah. it's teaching like this, right? Video teaching. So ha. have you been doing it? Well, it, it? Officially we're still on spring break. Right. Oh, so spring go, break go. ends this year. Right, I don't know what day it is, bro. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what day is it? It's it's when the sun comes up. Yeah, I get up. <laughs> no, so so we got uh we got till Friday this week, and then the district is doing two weeks of professional development for the teachers. Cause dude, there's a lot of teachers oh, wow. who they oh, no. dude, they never open their email, not because they don't want to, because they don't know how, you know what I mean? Like yeah, no, they've no, been they've been pen and paper for so long for so many years. And now you're going to tell them by the way, you got to go online with all your entire coursework. Like like if uh if being virtual
2: wasn't the most important thing back then, like now it's there's no doubt like you need to be online and if you're going to survive this next wave.
1: 100% dude. I yeah,
2: know, definitely.
1: So they got 2 weeks to get their act together and like figure out how to do this for their particular course. So what do, you,
2: what do you think happens in that instance for people, for example, that, you know, they're completely outdated. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Is just that, you know what, you didn't keep up with times. You know, what do you think they're, you think they're just going to get cut? Like, sorry.
1: And well, okay. First of all, it's super hard to fire a teacher. Like, right.
2: Because yeah, exactly that reason.
1: Yeah. Well, they the teacher union is super strong. So literally like you, you like kill somebody or sleep with the student. And other than that, like, it's really hard to, to fire a teacher. Like, it's really difficult. So there's a lot of teachers who, who, who have reached a, a tenure status where like trying to get them out is not going to be an easy thing. Um, so, what I think they're going to have to do is they're going to have to really partner up with somebody who's newer in the game. Like, you know, you got yeah, a veteran yeah. teacher who's been in it for 20, 25 years, never really cracked open a computer because they never had to. Now you need to partner in with that new teacher who's 25 years old, <laughs> right? Who's new, but yeah, has been in the, in the internet other. space. Yeah. And, and help each other out. Like one of them's going to say, I got all the content that we need for the course. You know, all the technical skill for the course. Let's yeah the two and let's work together like now more than ever it should be a collaborative space than anything else like my course i've already had a lot of them because i created videos for a lot of them right so i have a lot of it already squared away i'm going to reach out to the other teachers in other schools that teach my course right and be like look i have all the material i'm going to create the entire i'm going to finish up the entire thing right right you guys feel free to use that and then maybe they can help me out and create like online versions of the test that i have yeah and like yeah. all together now everybody now think about that though like the entire course for all the schools are going to be like Usually fine-tuned the same. yeah you know what I mean so like, that's I, good because I mean you opened up the door
2: for teachers that don't have that backup and now you're providing that value to them and in a way I mean I, I'm pretty sure you're not gonna do this for free because it's taking you time so you can you know
1: Dude, that's I can literally do that. Right. And that, yeah, that's no, the beauty no. of it. And, and, and here's the funny thing, dude. Prior to this, there was, there was a lot of, um, like cutbacks for our school district, right. And the school district yeah. was going broke, all that sort of stuff. And, and when, when teachers were talking about that, I kept telling teachers all the time. I'm like, dude, stop thinking that your job is secure. It's not secure. Like we are in archaic times the way we do school. Yeah. Well, dude, like you're talking about decades happening in weeks. Like imagine this, like imagine that you roll this thing out and it works, right? It works. Or if it, it, it partially works where you need to modify and adapt it a little bit so it works better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden you're like, guess what? We don't need all this overhead. We're going to cut down to this point and let's give this, this type of learning a, a shot and let's give kids the opportunity to take courses like this. Dude, that's a huge shift. Now, if you have a course that's set up, like if, I, if my course is, is set up, it's one thing to be set up. It's another thing to be effective, right? And so yeah. if it's a course that's effective and kids are learning from it and doing a good job of it, then imagine if I get to a point where I'm like, guess what, um, I, I'm willing to take on, you know, 500 students or 1,000 students uh, and I'll charge them a dollar a week. Band. You know what I mean? Like
2: uh, you, you, yeah, you, uh, you take over the education system, schools out of, go out of business and now you actually learn real well, shit.
1: Well, not, not necessarily. I mean, the school pays you, but mm-hmm. they pay you per student. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Or I don't know. I'm just throwing spitball and stuff. Right. But yeah, I mean, well, the, right the model, here, like, the model could change. You get what I'm saying? And now like really good there. teachers. Yeah. Now really good teachers. Cause I always believe that there are like really good teachers there are teachers that that kind of get by and then there are teachers that are not so good right and I, no, and and course, i always said i'm like one of those in the middle right mm-hmm. cuz i know teachers that are freaking phenomenal dude like yeah. like like i would even tote like i mean toot my wife's horn, right? Like she's a really good teacher. She puts yeah. a lot of different time and effort. And there's a, there's a, you know, a good handful of teachers at my school that are just like where they set the bar, the bar is what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're the and, ones that are leading the way. Yeah. And so if, if they can combine what they do along with a uh, modern technology, like they could be paid what they're worth versus what the school district pays them. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah, that, it makes that's sense. a huge, that's a huge difference. Because then, I mean, you also got to take consideration, you guys don't, I
2: mean, teachers for that matter, don't get paid 12 months. They only get paid for the the months that they're in school, correct?
1: Well, they get an annual salary and you break it up, however your annual salary is. Now, I mean, personally, like you start talking about teacher pay, this is where it gets iffy because a lot of teachers don't like to talk about this sort of stuff, right? But I honestly feel that a teacher is paid a good wage, a good wage. very good wage when you add in the, the medical benefits and all the, and dude, you work 180 days a year. So yeah, you
2: can, I mean it, 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 it makes up, I guess.
1: All heck the yeah, with that, all the time, so. right? Like mm-hmm. you, you have enough time to go do other things, right? And, it, yeah. and of course it depends on what kind of, what kind of teacher you are. I, you know, obviously like an English teacher has to spend more time reading papers than a math teacher does. Right. So there's, there's different variations here, uh, you know, of time commitments, but overall, like you're still not, anywhere near a time commitment compared to the private sector you know what i mean it's just uh, no, it's just different
2: different so. dynamics and you know what i was thinking as well like now that everybody's staying home even for people i mean like us we have the luxury of working from home but for corporate companies and different types of uh, industries that now get accustomed to working at home what happens when we this is all over and, and we're all just you know oh
1: dude we can work from home and make it all happen Well, again, it comes down to efficiency, right? Like if you are a business owner right now and you realize that, damn, we're still effective and efficient when everybody's at home, guess what I'm going to cut? I'm going to cut my rent. Why am I going to have an office space and pay utilities and all that overhead if I'm just as efficient or or equal to without having that space? And if you can manage, you know, your staff remotely and still grow, then that's going to be an option. Now you're just exactly. forced to test the theory that you had. Exactly. And I think a lot of people are going to move
2: towards that because I can see people excelling by working from home. And then I've been reading a lot of articles that the commercial side of real estate is going to be taking a hit once all this passes by because of that exact, I mean, theory that's going to be put into into test these next couple of months.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the thing is is this is just a forced... Trial, right? We're gonna, yeah, we have definitely. to figure it out. But mm-hmm. even then, like, like, there's, there's major changes coming, dude. There's, there's yeah, huge know, economic impact of what's happening right now. And you know, you can talk to to different real estate agents. I've talked to a bunch of different real estate agents in the past couple of weeks. And yeah. the ones that were producing, they're like, okay, well, this is what I need to do. They're taking an offensive approach. They're like, I'm making this change. I'm making this change. I'm doing this, whatever it is. The ones that were, that were like producing like you know three or four or five deals a year, they're freaking out
2: yeah like yeah, you know yeah, what yeah.
1: i mean like this is the end of something and and what's worse is they can't go out and find a job right now like they're, they're stuck. yeah they're yeah, stuck like you bro you gotta like literally squeeze the shit out of this lemon because yeah and it's a and it's a tough situation like overall dude and and it's going to it's going to go further like um like okay so i applied uh this morning for like a, a deferment on my on my mortgages, right because you know banks okay. are, are doing that right yeah the forbearance and all that the forbearance, right so're yeah. they're, 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 uh, they're not kicking it away they're just adding it to the back of your loan.
2: Well, this is a big misconception that I've already been seeing, and it's people think that forbearance is forgiveness. And it's, yeah. no, it it's not isn't it's on the opposite. it's just like you said it's tailing it at the end of your loan you're still going to have to pay it it's just not right now.
1: It's just not right now. Right. And so the reason is because I have multiple rental properties and I'm, 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 I'm doing it because I'm cognizant that chances are the people that are in those homes are at home, not working, possibly laid off. They're not going to have money for rent. Like it's going to cascade all the way down. And so, uh, you know, uh, I have a three mortgages with Wells Fargo. And so Wells Fargo uh, allowed us to do three months. With an additional three months after that first uh, three month period is uh, is
0: reviewed, right? Yeah,
2: and, yeah, no, and they were saying that's crazy because the first they said that even at fourth one fourth of uh, of homeowners you know apply for this forbearance that's going to cost roughly around seven seventy billion, and that's the first time around, and then servicers that take on these loans only make about ten billion a year, so there's going to be a lot of stuff happening. Once everybody starts, you know, applying for this forbearance, but it is going to be, you know, lender to lender, case to case, and just, you know, what I I feel like if you don't need it, don't do it, and this is by all means like no financial benefit to you at all.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you're in a situation where you're good to go, you're yeah, good to go. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. But here's here's the other question. Like I'm telling you, because I have single family homes, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. those it's a it's a different situation. I, what about people who have? You know, a hundred doors like an apartment building, right? Like, like I'm gonna be on a show tomorrow with with uh, with uh, Kenny and Crystal. Um, they have the K and K podcast, mm-hmm. and they literally like at my house down the hill. There's an apartment building. They own that apartment building, right. right? And so one of the questions I'm gonna have for them is like, are you freaking out, dude? Like, what if it's you know? You know, question. an apartment building is usually a safe thing because you have a lower vacancy rate. Yeah. Well, what happens if half your apartment building is not paying the rent? You know what I mean, like all of a sudden, like what, and, and, and on the flip side, on the mortgage, we throw in on the tail end, what happens to the rent? Is that rent forgiveness? Like, oh, and well, yeah, it's like a trickle
2: down effect. Like it starts from the renters not paying then goes up higher, higher, and like then what? Who but the how do
1: you get point? a renter to pay that back? Like if you're, if your rent is two grand a month and you skip one and two, now you're now, now that next month you owe six, you didn't have it to begin with. So then how you do you, do you, pay that back? you to have it at the end? Yeah. And that's that's the problem we're gonna face.
2: A lot of people like that are gonna take that step and do the forbearance. That's where you gotta get your information correct. Because if it they do have to pay at the tail end, if they didn't have it from the beginning, what makes you think you're gonna have it later down the line times
1: yeah. five or whatever month you take it for? Exactly. So so you know, as far as as far as landlords are concerned, that's gonna like how do you treat that person? Like, okay, so you can't evict them right now. Well, when that gets lifted, does the eviction process start because they owe back rent?
2: It I mean it, it I don't know. I can't tell you the you way know, know to I, find out. Cause literally, like you said, it's every day. There's something new happening that you literally, what happened yesterday is already old news. That's what's happening today.
1: So yeah, dude. And that, that, but those are the questions that I'm like, I'm like popping on the top of my head. Like as, as we're going through these things, those are the things that, that pop up in my mind. And I just, and the truth is we don't know. Right? That's exactly what I like. I, I'm like looking
2: at you like, I wish I had the answer because that's
1: exactly the <laughs> questions I have. <laughs> yeah, but, but but and we're not the only ones that have those questions. Like there, no. there's a lot of people who are in in very similar situations. I think of you know I was talking to uh, to Sam Bakhtir uh, yeah. yesterday, and he owns 110 gyms, like. He was saying, you know,
2: aren't working out. <laughs> well,
1: well, he has to close their doors, right? So, yeah. and I was, and I asked him, I go, what do you do? He's like, look, I already, I already talked to landlords and they understand that we've been there seven, eight years and never had a delinquent payment. This is yeah. not like something we did, right? This is something that's happening. And so yeah, landlords no, really are, are understanding, but my, but that's, you know, those people, you know, you, you go up the chain the liquidity of what people have when it comes to cash gets better and better as you go up the chain. A single yep. family owner like myself, I don't have the liquidity to like, you know, pay the rent for these for six the next months, month, month. right? Yeah, Times right. four properties. Like it doesn't, it doesn't happen. So, so, but you know, you move up into the apartment building Well, the apartment buildings are usually not owned by multi-billionaires, right? They're right. owned by people who put in nice investments, maybe a couple partnerships. They don't have the liquidity for that. No, you not know, at all. But as you move up, there's people who do, but even then that business, that property manager who owns the, the, the different gyms, they have, they probably have a couple different strips. And so their, their overhead is huge and they don't have the liquidity to, you know, it still cascades all the way down. Like, I just wonder like, who's going to end up paying this bill at the end? I guarantee you it's going to be the taxpayer.
2: Oh yeah. Of course. It always
1: comes out of our pocket. <laughs> Dude, It's nuts, man.
2: So, and, I mean, what do you, what do you, all right. So the question that I'm getting a lot is, uh, what do you, is this a good time to buy? A lot of people are like, you know, speculating that just because everything's going to poop, you know, it's going to correlate with the real estate prices. So I don't know that my, my opinion is they're going to s- stick to the same. Okay. Uh, so,
1: and so here's, here's what, here's what I think. Um, and this is contradicting. This is the nice thing about not having to sell real estate myself is I can, I can come out with the more. The more real answer than the than the more steered answer, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, trying to still right sell. Okay,
2: yeah. So,
1: so when people ask me right now, I tell them hold off. Okay? Yeah, definitely. So, um, and, I, and I tell them hold off one of two things one um, I think the mortgage rates are going to remain low the reason why I think the mortgage rates are going to remain low is because as the economy shifts in a downward turn they're going to try to stimulate it in any way possible and if they raise interest rates at, and a down market it's going to hurt right so, yeah, no, of course. so I think and do I think it's going to stay at zero forever no but I don't no. think it's going to shoot up very high right I, I believe it's going to do
2: gradually as you know things start to progress gradually as the economy starts coming back up you know they'll gradually as well move that up as well yeah but uh as far as the interest rate i mean what happened was we got you know we got just sworn by a whole bunch of refinances and yeah. it so, literally was n- not enough for the banks to actually keep up with and it yeah. sounds crazy but that's how you know horses out of the barn and just completely ran everybody wanted to refinance
1: yeah which is which is awesome because rates were low but the yeah, banks yeah, exactly. but the banks basically closed their doors and they're like well we're not but taking that right now
2: and that's where I started getting a lot of calls because people were saying low rates, low rates, low rates, low rates. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But there's so much influx of business that the banks themselves can't keep up with what's coming in. So they have to hold their rates so that they can catch up
1: and yeah. keep more on. Yeah. Well, and then, and then we have the stimulus. So, so, yeah. you know, they bought a lot of, a lot of the mortgages off of the secondary, secondary. market. Yeah. So that was a good thing, but now that the banks have freed up a lot of their uh, a lot of their cash reserves so that they, they can take on loans, they already see what's coming. And so they're changing their criteria. Now it's not a you know a 500 credit score anymore. Now they bumped it up. Now it's not a you know a 55% DTI. They bumped it, they changed that too. So everything that that like you gotta watch where their money's going. The yeah. banks are already setting themselves up where they're like, Yes, our rates are low, but for you to get this, you have to be a much more qualified buyer. Oh yeah. All the, the overnighters are going switched around for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's nuts, but also on the one hand, mortgage rates are still going to be low. They're I think. Low. Very low and attractive.
2: I believe so as well.
1: On the other hand, the market's going to take a shift. The price point is going to come down. There's something, and, and I don't know how well these things correlate. I just, mm-hmm. I just noticed my own patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2008, one of the things that I saw um, was gas prices. I remember pumping my gas in 2008 for like a buck 45 a gallon right yeah. here in National City. dude. It was like, I saw it. And right now I'm starting to see prices trickle down, right? Mainly it's because of supply and demand, there's people not driving. So that sort of thing. Okay. So that's, that's one thing that I'm noticing. The other thing is there's so many different sectors that have been hurt here that it's going to take a while for them to come back. And hot markets like Las Vegas are one of the ones that you have to keep an eye on. When casinos close, that's a scary thing, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. you're going to see that market, that's usually our indicator. When markets like that, huge uptick, huge downtick. That and um, everything, in the, uh, listings over 3 million. So when yeah. the time, when, when 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 the time frame, the active time on market for those listings is longer, it's going to have a cascading effect. Like that's, people in that high marker are mm-hmm. not, those listings are not selling very quickly. They're no. sitting a lot longer. So pay attention to Vegas. Vegas starts going down fast. Everybody else is following, but at least you have an indicator of what's going on in the market. So what I'm telling people is hold off. Who you're going to buy, Hold off a little bit, stack your cash because you might have an opportunity to do some other things, uh, you know, a little while down the road yeah. where you're able to come up on something a little bit nicer and like, think of it like this. Okay. So, we have an, a neighborhood. We have this neighborhood. So picture a little neighborhood, cookie cutter like Eastlake, right? We have like maybe, I don't know, 10 properties in that neighborhood and they're listed at 300,000 apiece, right? Because they're all cookie cutters. They're all about the same thing. Well, you got the guy who lost his job, whose job is not coming back and everything gets lifted and he needs to downsize and he's got to sell his home fast. What's he going to do? He's going to list his house. And he's going to undercut the competition. Yep. Then you got grandma's house who sadly to say was one of the victims in the coronavirus. And we got to get rid of that property.
2: A lot of vacancies.
1: Well, now we got to get rid of that property. We're going to undercut that one. And this, that's going to be the trickle effect. And when you see, when you see things like Vegas going down, that's when the media says, "Uh Oh, Prices are going down. This is a bad thing for the real estate market and they fuel the fire.
2: So that's how they control it. Obviously, then a lot of people go back up to trying to buy and then raises the price up again. We're just going to see. That sweet spot is where you right now we're trying to, you know, hold off, save so that you're able to, you know, act at the right time.
1: Yeah. If, if I'm a real estate agent, I'm telling people, look, the truth of the matter is you're buying this a long-term investment. And this is the truth. You're buying this as a long-term investment. Your home, you don't intend on leaving at any time. If you can afford the monthly payments and you fit the criteria as far as uh, loans are concerned, then by all means, buy it. you're going to get a 30-year fix. Your mortgage is not going to change. Get into yeah. the property you want, become a homeowner and start your game, but don't pay attention to the value of homes going up and going down that has nothing to do with you. You don't lose money on your house or make money unless you sell your home. Yeah. Other than that, it's, it's just an up and down in the market. It's like your 401k right now. There's a lot of people who not lost money in their down. 401ks. No, they didn't lose money. They did. The only time they lose is when they sell their stock. At that point, they take an actual loss. Right now, it's a paper loss that's going to fluctuate in like five or seven to 10 years. It's going to be back where it was, if not higher. So, leave it alone. Like, so if you're gonna buy a house, intend on being there and don't pay attention in the market after that. Just let it go.
0: Right? And
2: that's exactly what I'm telling, like, you know, my buyers as a lender, I'm like, everybody's saying, like, rates are low. I wanna buy. I'm like, you know what? Go anywhere else. I'm gonna tell you the truth, even if you don't like to hear it. Yeah, right now, rates are low, but wait until they actually become lower because of everything that's happening. And if you go anywhere else, they're either lying to you or they have some crazy product that we don't know about which I highly doubt it, Mm -hmm. that uh, everything's going to be the same. You're going to be at a hold. You're not going to get the rate that you want as of right now. So I would just say, press the brakes.
1: Yeah. Pump the brakes a little
2: bit, but stay active and informed, you know? Yes. Um, One good place that I get a lot of good information. I don't know if you've read into it. um, Housing wire. It's free and it has a lot of information that uh, that's easy to read. They're quick digest and it's every day they're updating it with
1: new articles. And it's very, very helpful it's super informative and, yeah, and just, yeah, yeah. like like i mean i mean i i'm very up to date because i talk to a lot of people right yeah. and and so i'm i'm listening to a lot of stuff i talk to a lot of different professionals i get a bunch of mixed opinions and i kind of make my own based on you know yeah. what, what what's going on in the market what i see right Definitely. but but any type of information as a consumer like like I, my cousin for the the other day hit me up and he's like hey man should i get into flipping right now and I was like, now I wouldn't, I would be putting a pause button. I kn- I've been talking to some people who are in the flip game and they're yeah. worried about the inventory they have coming up if they're even going to sell it. Right. So they're, they're concerned about that. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be getting into it right now. He's like, what should I be doing? And I'm like, if I were you, I would be stacking my chips mm-hmm. and I would be educating myself. Like, what do you mean? I go, you need in the next year, year and a half, two years, whenever this thing, you know, is, is time to, to start getting the flipping game, you should be able to speak real estate by that time. It's like, it's like, you know, uh, Loretta Stone or whatever the, the, the learning the language thing, right? Uh, Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. Yeah, that thing, right? (laughs) Yeah. So it's like that, but you need to learn this language of real estate. So when, when we start sitting down and, and looking at this and we start talking even like on the loan game with DTI or what's the, you know, all these yeah. different acronyms, you should be able to understand what those are because you're going to be immersed in that. If you start getting in the flip game, you need to understand those things because otherwise you're going to get, people are just going to pull the wool over your eye and that's it. You're not going to know what's up. It's As like good, trying to be a yeah. doctor and not speaking doctor.
2: Yeah, no, it's crazy. I wouldn't know.
1: <laughs> but the crazy thing is that, like, we have that time right now. And, yeah. uh, you know,
2: this is, should be the perfect time for you to either start the project that you wanted to start or get educated on something that you wanted to always learn and even learn new skills. Because honestly, a lot of stuff is going to move in our economy once we're out of this. And a lot of people are going to come out with ideas that you wish you came up with. But hey, if you don't use your time wisely right now, you're just going to waste it. And Dude, you're going to be back 100%. where you were before, you know, this all started.
1: Okay. Speaking of improving your skills. So I just launched right Monday or Tuesday, I kick off my four week podcast program, helping people create their own podcast so they can take control of their branding, their marketing, right? Exactly. Podcasting you've been doing for a while now. How much better are you at talking to clients, holding conversations? I mean, you were already a talker before, but how much have you improved? So
2: given that the first time I started, I always wanted to be the person that talked. So it's helped me out ridiculously in understanding them being quiet, letting them talk, extracting the information so that my response isn't a reaction, but rather a well thought of answer instead of me just trying to, you know, right off the bat, say what right after what they say something, you know, so it has helped out a lot. And then it just you know, the flow, you know, learning how to just be calm. You know, you're talking to someone, you don't know what they're going to say. You don't know what's going to come out of your words because based off what they say, but it just, it helps you out a lot, ridiculously a lot. Like my talking skills have gotten way better just because I speak into a microphone with somebody next to me all the time. <laughs>
1: That's funny you say that. You, uh, I had David Meltzer on the phone. He's yeah. the guy who helped. Yeah, yeah, um, I know him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, he, told, he told me, he's like, one of the best things you can do is learn to be interested instead of interesting. Right. And, and that's one of the things that exactly what you're talking about right there. That's what I learned in podcasting. Like, you know, people are like, Oh, well you, you talk all day. I go, actually I listen all day. Like that's one of the, yeah, and that's the turning point that I've had as well. I'm just like, no, I listen
2: and just jab, jab, jab. And it's, yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it, it's crazy. Like, um, when I first started, I always like, I had to have like a list of questions. Cause I, <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say. Right. Like yeah, I didn't know I, for I know, sure. You know, yeah. I know exactly what you mean. But now, now like it's an engaging conversation. Like I'm not worried about anybody that I interview because yeah. I'm going to ask some, some basic starter questions and then the conversation is going to go where it's going to go.
2: And that's how it is. It's like, you know, you, obviously anything you start doesn't just, you know, take off right away. So you, you ease yourself into the conversation. You know, you ask those, you know, you know, this army questions, get through all that little, you know, icebreaking. And then after that, it sales course on its own, like mm-hmm. literally. And then before you know it, you're just like, Oh shoot an hour, hour and a half went by and then you're done. You're like, whoa, that, that was a good conversation. You look back at it. And even the person next to you was like, I was not going to lie. Like I was kind of nervous at the beginning, but after I got into it, I'm like, dude, I'm ready to do this again.
1: Hey, how much did they love you after, even though they did all the talking?
2: It's crazy. It's like, dude, they leave and they're like, ah, dude, that guy's a great listener. Cause all you did was literally listen and talk <laughs> about their favorite subject themselves, everybody's favorite subject for that matter. And it just makes everything better. Cause you actually, if you listen for a, from a purpose standpoint, that you want to actually help them with something or understand where they're coming from, you don't have to fake it. You don't have to, you know, come up with something witty. It just naturally flows and comes out of you and it doesn't come out perfect. It comes out just right.
1: Yeah. I like that. I like that because there's no such thing as perfect. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How has your referral business grown since you've been doing podcasting?
2: So it has, I love it because now, I'm able to share freely without, you know, coming to somebody and trying to hard sell them on what I do. It's just part of the conversation. And in between, I have had people that, hey, uh, actually I actually have a buddy that wants to refinance. Bam, they send them. we we'll are be working on a refinance, a cash out refinance for them right now, actually, I speak. And it's just stuff like that. Like, hey, my buddy, uh, after the conversation we had, I have him, he's interested in buying. And even themselves, like, hey, like now that I'm here, like, well, what does it take? And it just helps out a lot because it's a different aspect of prospecting without having to, you know, be that hard seller, pushy on person. It's literally just having a conversation like we are right now.
1: Dude, 100%. So it might, my-
2: the trust gets built right away because you don't come in as that. I'm going to be the real estate lender person. You're here just like, yo, we're conversating, chit-chatting. What's
1: up? Yeah, dude. And that's that's one of the points that I make in my presentation when when I'm talking about about the power of podcasting is exactly that. Prospecting before I had a podcast sucked, dude. (laughs) It was horrible. The mindset, you're like, I have to go
2: prospect. But now it's like, I have to go podcast
1: yeah it's the same p right yeah (laughs) but but there's a difference too like when i prospected before it was no 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 like how many people that you asked to be on your podcast say no none bro they're all like this is the day or even hold that they're asking me to come on (laughs) yes yes. that's the crazy part turn tables turn Dude. And that's, that's what I keep that. That's for me. When I talk to people about the power of podcasting, I'm like, look, dude, you've been paying this marketing company. I don't know how much to send you leads that are cold and nobody even knows who you are. You still have to do all this work and you're still going through the nose. Is it helping? Or would you rather have a business where people call you and send you business and recognize you as an expert and know your brand and like you and trust you. And and dude, like that's the power of podcasting. That's what it's doing for people. And it's still so under tapped, you know, it's still so, so, so under tapped
2: in like so many people don't know the power of this. Cause just off of this, like you could cut this piece and content, like four different ways, Mm -hmm. repurpose it, use it for short clips. Like it's like basically one thing that you're able to use into multiple like content like aspects you know so it's not just one thing that you get caught on like oh it's just voice no you got video you could do short videos you could do short clips like dude there's endless amounts of things you could do with it instead of paying someone else you could probably pay your buddy that wants to learn how to edit to do this for you and it's not that hard
1: yeah <laughs> dude it was,
2: thousands of dollars
1: so in my presentation i have this you know, one of my podcast secrets is let me help you let me teach you to uh have people learn to listen to your podcast, like teach you how to get people to listen to your podcast by raising the volume. And what I say on there is it's not the volume, like the little meter where on your headphones, it's the volume of the content that you're putting out. And it's exactly that it's taking a 30 minute con long form piece of content and chopping that thing up like a Benny Hanna's
2: right. Getting those, those what I like to call those clickbaits. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. You give them the information that they want to hear and then that's how you reel them in. That's it. And then they know
1: what you do. They recognize you. It's crazy how that works.
2: Yeah. And it's crazy because I do walk. I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it's happening. You're freaking all over the place. Like you walk anywhere and you're like, hey, you're
1: that guy that does the podcasting. Uh You're, You're one of the bros. You know what's funny? They recognize like, cause I wear my shirts everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what I get most attention. Hey, I've seen that before. I'm like, Yeah, probably me dude, too. Right, but yeah. I it's, it's new hey, You're the guy that yells at his phone like crazy, man. I don't love <laughs> your energy.
2: I'm like, Yeah, that's me, man. What's up? <laughs> and I'm just like, nah, man, like that's no,
1: that's not me at all. It's so not- funny, dude. No.
2: I have but so- no, but yeah, it's just crazy what's been like, you know, everything that's going on. Uh, you know, I don't know where this is gonna go tomorrow. Like I said, there's something new going on every day, but uh interesting times i feel like 10 years down the line we're gonna look back and be like hey remember that one time in 2020 when we're all quarantined dude thought,
1: Well, what about like the seniors uh, graduating high school they don't get a graduation maybe like they don't get prom so, grad night so, like, like all that, that stuff? Where,
2: i'm like dude i couldn't go to prom because i was a freaking tonto like you guys just
1: straight up can't <laughs> <laughs> so, everybody's court mickey mouse isn't even open
2: yeah i know so i mean w- a lot of
1: people are thinking that this is gonna be like the next baby boomers age. Oh, dude! I said that like like the first week. I was like, check it out, dude! In January, February next year, huge increase. That, okay? So so right before I left school, they were they had the kids were renaming the coronavirus the boomer remover. The move? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like, I that, that, I that's that's harsh. That. Yeah. Right? So that's harsh. It's funny, but it's harsh. So, anyways, so okay, so you so. I had this theory. I went on, um, on uh podcast and it's called I Have a Theory, right? And so you're supposed to yeah. come in with this theory. Whether or not it's real or not, you believe it or not, just come in so it's something to talk about. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I had this theory. I was like, what if this is more like a manufactured scenario? So think about it. Like, If, if it was really taking out just the upper older people or the people with underlying yeah, conditions, let's something. wipe out the things that don't work and let's bring in the new ones that do work. It's like, like, yeah,
2: no, yeah, it's like forced, like revolution of like upgrade.
1: There's like a, like, if, if it turns out that this was made like by somebody, like this is a mass genocide. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and I mean, and if you really want to get like down to it, cause I get pretty like
0: conspiracy theory.
2: So, I mean, there's those, uh, those big boards that are like, I, I think somewhere out in the middle East or somewhere out in Europe where it's like scripted, writ- written down in a couple different languages that there is need to be a mass genocide to wipe off a certain amount of millions of people. And you never know. But I mean, it's just stuff like that. Like, go do your research. I mean, bro, I- even I the movies,
1: the- Marvel, yeah. like, I mean, Thanos was literally like, boom, half the population that, that,
2: that gone. I say, I'm like, all those subliminal messages, you know, if you really, really put on your like conspiracy goggles and like, if you pay attention to that, like just right now they came up with a new series called the, uh, uh, pandemic on 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 Netflix, like yeah, like you think or uh, what was the other one? Conta- that Contagion? one. Contagion. Contagion. Like you think like this is a. Do you think this is so like casualty? No, you think this like no dude? Like there's some like
1: correlation to this going on. This right is walking here. dead, baby. Like that's you what's gonna what happen. Mean? But
2: it said we didn't get freaking zombies, <laughs> right? We got, we got
1: quarantined. <laughs> well, I, I always said, dude, I would survive the zombie apocalypse if they were walking dead zombies. Cause if they were World War Z zombies, like my it's over, dude. I'm it's done, over. Dude. I'm done. <laughs> like, I'm just like I'm i I'm quarantined for sure, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't matter, they're like ants at that point, they just crawl over everything. No, dude, but, but that's one of those things like like you, you, don't, you don't know what, what happens. Nobody has answers. And because nobody has answers, everybody speculates. And because everybody yeah. speculates, we come up with our own crazy stories and our own crazy answers.
2: And that's what I tell like a lot of people like – I mean like my mom watches the news a lot. I'm not huge on the news. Actually, I'm not big on them at all. But I do like to watch them so that I could use that as a piece of, you know, information for me to compare with everything else that I'm going to go out and research on.
0: Because mm-hmm. if
2: I just stick to that source, like whatever they said could be bullshit. And yeah. I feel some of the stuff at times is,
1: I know? feel so like a lot of the like, times it is yeah, it's just you know like, to grab mean? your you attention. I don't want to
2: offend anybody, but like still like do your, I say, do your research. And what I mean by doing that is literally clicking on Google research a subject and then read and you come up with your, your own opinions, you know, and everybody's opinion is going to be different, but don't let somebody's point of view dictate your opinion to the fullest.
1: Yeah. You have your own. I'm a big fan of, of uh, just talk to other people. Like, yeah. like, Everything from even even like elections and stuff. Just talk to people. People are people, dude. Like we have we have certain things that we care about. We want to make sure there's a roof over our head. We make sure there's food on the table. Like most people are good people. They they yeah. just they they want to get by life and and have a a, a good life. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that you see on TV where they categorize like you know the red wants to do this and the blue wants Ooh, to do this yeah. and and these people are like they group you together and give you a narrative and then yeah. and then you start watching and you pick a side. Right? Because you're watching you're dividing and, us by product. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so, you know, talk to people. People you'll you realize real quick that you and I might not disagree or might might not agree, right? We might disagree and that's okay. But it doesn't take away from the fact that we have other things in common. There's other stuff that we can talk about. There's other stuff, you know, there's 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 even a happy medium in, in whatever we disagree on. Yeah. Every once in a while we're gonna be a hard, like, nah, that's not me. But for the most part, in most issues, we're good. So I got asked a question on uh, Instagram, and they said, so
2: what, what, what happens post-COVID-19, you know? We're all working at home, you know, we, we keep seeing that this gets blamed on China, you know? And just like everything else in our history, World War II got blamed, you know, to the Germans because they blamed the Jews. So do you feel like that's what the general public is going to do, try to put a blame and try to, you know, pinpoint this on somebody so that
1: they could feel like, eh, well, it wasn't our fault? It depends on how bad it is. Okay. That's my opinion. Like, like if, it, if it turns out that, you know, the people die, but it's like, like less than the flu, then, mm-hmm. then this is going to be one of those things where they're going to – everybody has to point a finger at somebody, right? Mm-hmm. But if, it's, if it c- turns out that the number of deaths is nothing more than like what the flu was, they're going to point the, the finger at like whoever's in charge. So the president's or, or whatever, like you guys yeah. overreacted, blah, blah, blah. Or – Or it turns out to be really bad and then those people get praised for putting a stop and not making it worse, right? And then it's like, where did it come from? But I don't think it's going to be one of those – like, unless it turns out to be like this is man-made and somebody like created it, yeah. then I don't think it's going to be one of like uh, that kind of point finger. It's just going to be like this is the origination and this is where it came or, like came from bats or this particular region or whatever. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. that sort
1: of stuff. But and that's um, a crazy thing. This is what I, I this is
2: why I love speaking to people because your opinion is completely different than probably mine than somebody else's. But through you know us speaking, it people are able to create their own opinions.
1: Yeah. That's, that, that's what I'm talking about. Right. And, and, and my is I'm telling you my story or my thing. Like, you're like, you know what, that's a good point. And it kind of yeah, changes yeah, no, your narrative a little bit. Right. And then when I'm listening to yours, I'm like, that's a good point, too. Like, like, all of a sudden, like, you start really rationalizing. Like, it's yeah. good to question things. It's good to have an opinion. Right. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's fact. You don't have anything that's fact, but you're asking, you're questioning, you're thinking, you're 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 inquisitive. That's what learning is. It's it's you yep. figuring out what's yeah, going
2: on. and learning and trying to you know rationalize for it to make sense to you.
1: Absolutely, man. Yeah. Damn, time already went by. Holy crap!
2: What are we at?
0: <laughs>
1: See, hey, that's
0: this is another that, thing, like that's what I'm talking about. That
1: loop and you fall into that, and you're just kind of
2: going. You can literally do it every day, but it's crazy because right at, right before this, I was literally on hold with the bank going back and forth, back and forth. So I was like, you know what, dude, last one, and I have to freaking hang up and log on to this because I'm like,
1: dude,
2: dude, and literally back and forth with the banks with everything going crazy, trying to like get information for clients, you know, deadlines switching up, things
1: take longer.
2: So he,
1: that's why yeah, people need to work with, with, you know, uh, professionals like you, because yeah. like the banks are understaffed. So Dude. it's not like they have a lot of people to answer the phones. And, and you th- said Wells Fargo earlier. I've
2: tried calling Wells Fargo to help my client to get more information. And I'm being put on hold for more than an hour you know, just because I'm dealing with their bank. But if you were like, if I would have done your loan originally, bro, I know exactly what's going on. And I can yeah. just be like, text message, answer back. Hey, like, dude, you just got to pay this by this time.
1: Direct no, to underwriters dude. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's crazy. the big difference, dude. dude. And, and that's, that's the crazy. Dude, I had to activate a debit card that for whatever reason didn't activate the right way. So I had a call and dude. it didn't register. Dude, I was on the phone, like on hold for like two hours, dude, to did, activate dude. a card.
2: I hate, I'm so impatient when it comes to waiting for things. So I was literally heated, man. I was dude, but Hey, we, we go out and do anything for our clients to make sure that they don't have to go and do that. It's, Cause it's easier for me to get the information and then explain it to them. And, you know,
1: yeah, you know, you know what to ask.
2: Them. Yeah, exactly. And if I send my client out to freaking war without no freaking like guns or anything, then how, how are they going to know?
1: They're going to hate you after that. Exactly.
2: So, you know what? I take care of my people. So that's right <laughs> the least man
1: alright dude I gotta hit out I got another one at 4 o'clock
2: dude keep doing your thing man and we'll circle back like always you know hope you guys stay safe hope your family's doing well and you know what? Well, hope we get past this and we're able to go
0: get wins again
1: we will dude we will 4 for 4
2: yeah 4 for 4 man have a good one bro thanks for having me alright dude
0: peace cheers thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast are you interested in being on the show are you looking to sell your home